Well, look at this. You're here and I'm pleased because I really dig your company. Hey guys, it's me, Danny, and you're listening to the Just Saying Podcast. weekend (laughs) first of all Barry Gordy retired um it's been six years he's been he's been um in the music business for 60 years Barry Gordy is the guy who started Motown Records in 1959 um there is a documentary that's on I believe it's on Showtime where he starts to talk about how he started Motown with a loan from his grandparents for $800. They, they like gave out loans. And so he asked for a thousand dollars. He said his grandma told him that she only believed in him $800 worth. Didn't give him the thousand said he needs to work for that other $200 itself. But it's a great story. You know, coming out of Motown was like the Jackson five, Diana Ross, Marvin Gaye, Smokey Robinsons, The Temptations, um, Gladys Knight in the Pips, just the Supremes, everybody, Martha and the, the Vandellas, I think it was, just all the songs, like all the hits from back in the day when your mama was playing music on a Saturday morning so you could get clean up, get up and clean up that house, that music came from Motown. That Barry Gordy been doing this for 60 years, y'all. Now, the truth is that he sold the record company, the Motown record company, um, in 88, in 1988. But he still, you know, had his hands in a lot of the Motown things. And I think he was, like, on the board or something. Um, and, oh, and don't forget that he did the wig. Child, Barry Gordy. <laughs> but <laughs> what that was, like... Back in the day, you couldn't tell me that I wasn't about to be in the Wiz. I went to see the Wiz when it was on Broadway. 
Stephanie Mills was Dorothy and I was mesmerized. It's what made me, it's one of the things that made me feel like I love music. I couldn't, I couldn't get enough, but musicals, you couldn't tell me. And my grandma let me sit outside. Well, we stood, we didn't stand, sit. We stood outside of the theater until Miss Stephanie Mills came out of the theater. We stood there for a long time. My grandma was like, I'm ready to go. And I kept being like, please, grandma, because I know she's going to come out. And she did. And she signed my uh, program, my playbill, and she shook my hand. And when I tell y'all, you know how, <laughs> you know how, like, when they show that thing where people touch somebody's hand, like, you see the movies, and then, like, the energy goes up, I thought she lit me a fire with just the, the need to perform, and I was just like, oh, I need to do it, so, <laughs> and ever since then, I've been, like, singing and dancing, and, you know, just showing out for myself sometimes, but I just, like, it was just the whiz for me touched a chord. I still watch it to this day. If it come on TV, I'm going to watch it. If somebody tell me it's on Netflix, I'm going to watch it. If it's on Hulu, I'm going to watch it. If somebody show up with it, I'm going to watch it. I still got the DVD. I don't have a DVD player anymore, but I still got that DVD. I don't know why I'm keeping it, but I'm going to watch it if I find a way to play it. I think the PlayStation will play it. Maybe I'll watch it this weekend because I need to remember, you know, this. But so shout out to you, Barry Gordy. He is 90 years old. He either is 90 years old or he's going to be 90 years old in December. I can't remember. Um, his birthday is in December, though. So I don't know if he turned 90 last December or he's going to be. But shout out to him. Like, and he still got his wits about him. Like when when you watch the documentary, he and Smokey Robinson, one, look great. And two, they, they're funny, they're friends, you can still tell that their friendship is real and it's, you know, genuine. I, I need a friend like that. Like, where's Summer at, y'all? Because I need a friend that's going to rock with me till we 90 and still, you know, be able to kick it and remember some stuff. that I, you Y'all, if y'all haven't seen the documentary, go ahead on and check that thing out because it's mad cute. Y'all know I be out here on these internet streets, and while I was out here, I found out that John Legend just received the EGOT. You know what that is? That's when you get the Oscar, the Grammy, the Emmy, and the Tony. Okay, so in order, it's Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony, EGOT, okay? When you get all of those awards, John Legend just made his, John Legend is the youngest person to receive this award. Now, the only person that I knew for sure had this award was Whoopi Goldberg. I I know that I've heard many times people mention that Whoopi Goldberg has that award, but now John Legend has one. I also know that um, James Earl Jones has one. Quincy Jones has one. Uh, being the people of color that I know for sure have one. Barbara Streisand has one. Um, so, you know, it, there's only like, I think there's only like 12, 15 people who have the EGOT, who have received all of these. But the fact that John Legend is the youngest person to receive one, that's the feat in itself because to be able to get all of those is not easy. But, you know, I've 
I wish that I could get one. Who knows? Anything is possible out here in these streets. Anything is possible out here in these streets. So you never know. I could be trying to get my you know, Emmy anytime soon. <laughs> if I walk up off these internet streets and get up on your TV screen, don't you be shocked, okay? Don't you be shocked because I might show up there. I done already told y'all I like to be performing and all of that. So, you know, we'll see. Anyway, let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> what else happened this weekend? The Emmys were on this weekend. I think it was on Sunday night. So the Emmys were on Sunday night. Jarrell Jerome won Outstanding Actor in a Limited Series for his role in When They See Us. And he played Corey Wise. And if y'all have not seen that yet, child, that is a role that, I mean, he he did that thing. And I know for a lot of people, it was really, really hard to watch. But I'm going to watch it again because I think that I just owe it to all the actors I owe it to the Exonerated Five and to Ava DuVernay to just check out the story one more time because I watched it. It was epic when I watched it, but it was very emotional for me when I watched it that time. And I think maybe I want to watch it again just so that I can like let it be more informational for me than emotional. Now, I know it's still going to be emotional because your girl like to cry at the drop of a hat. OK, put y'all pick your hats up because if y'all let them go, I'm 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 crying. I'm going to tell you. But Jerome is the youngest person to win that role. And he is the first Afro-Latino to win that role as well. So shout out to him. Now we're going to bring it back again because John Legend can tie into this even more. Because first we had John Legend as the youngest person to win the EGOT. Jerome Jerome is the youngest person to win his award. But we also have... Um, Billy Porter, who won Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for his role in Pose. Now, the reason why um, this brings John Legend tie-in again is because I'm good like that, y'all. I'm trying. I'm trying to get better and better. Anyway, um, Billy Porter is only one award away from getting an E-Guy himself. He needs to get an Oscar. Now, the way that my man's is rolling out here in these streets right now, it looked like he might could get it. It looked like he might could. I mean, <laughs> it looked like he may be able to get that award because all he needs is that Oscar. You know, that means he just needs like a good movie to get in. And because his name is popping out here in these streets right now, it probably can happen. And I, I'm going to be here for it now. Billy Porter is the first openly gay male to win the, um, you know, lead actor award at the Emmys. So that was groundbreaking as too, too. The people out here breaking ground, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. This weekend was a groundbreaking weekend. John Legend breaking ground, Jarrell Jerome breaking ground, Billy Porter breaking ground. I mean, it just was... Amazing. Now, I didn't watch the whole Oscars. I ain't gonna lie, because first of all, that thing is long to me. They give out a lot of stuff, you know, for casting and lighting and directing and costume and stuff. And I, you know, I appreciate all of those things. And hopefully one day when I'm able to do a production or be in one, I will, you know, be kind and considerate to all of those people. But just, you know, the awards was long. But I was checking out some people's um, dresses and everything. 
in their outfits. Billy Porter, you know, he always serve a look. Viola Davis came out and she was beautiful. Um, uh, what's the girl's name? I, I don't want to get her name wrong. Sorry, guys. I got to look it up on the internet because I, the girl who plays Dasha on Orange is the New Black, she was so pretty in her, in her dress. I was just like, okay, I'll see you and I'm ready. MJ Rodriguez, child, that, that pink dress that she had on beautiful and um uh, Niecy Nash had on like this pink sparkling thing and I was like okay okay I'm looking at you I I see you and I am here for you even because that thing like she looks not she looks better and better every time like every it's like every year she's getting like more delicious. I don't even know what else to say. Okay, and let's just let. Okay, if you if you haven't had a chance, seriously, if you haven't had a chance to do it, India Moore from Pose in her dress at the Emmys. Let me just tell you, she had on this Louis Louis Vuitton. I said Louis Louis Vuitton dress. It was white. It was everything like she just was giving life I don't know she was just serving up um meals I don't know whatever snacks pretty I don't know just check it out get on the internet like I did and check them all out because it was really really awesome um thing to do okay that's all I got for some hot topics right quick but Everything's tied. I'm, I, I'm like, I'm impressed with myself this week. Like, I was out here on these internet streets. I was walking around. I was listening. I was getting in the business. I was like, hey, all of these things kind of go together. I'm about to talk about them like this. If you saw um some outfits that you really like, go ahead on and comment. Leave me a comment. For all you people who are watching on YouTube, go ahead on and comment down below what you thought was cute. And for everybody who's listening on the podcast, you can go ahead on and shoot me that email. Or you could DM me because you know I'm out here on these internet streets. You'll find those links down in the show notes. But yeah, at the end of the day, I'm the neck. My man's the head. So he can't make any moves without his wife. You know what I mean? It all works together. But you can't be the head of the house. You've got to let the man be the head of the house. But it's a generational thing, and it's what we've been taught. Stand up, be strong, be the, you know what I mean? And a, a dual come, and you, everything about you is like a man. Sometimes we have no choice, though. But that's what I was saying. It's right. a generational thing, and it's what society has. They do that on purpose. So you think women have to, to fall back a little for their man? Is that what you think? You have to learn how to submit. You can still be a queen. Queen plays a part. The, the king needs his queen. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that he can't see that we see. Some people will say the queen is the most valuable uh, piece on the board. Because Come on, anybody play chess? Yeah. Play, okay. It's my husband teaches me how to play queen. chess. Yeah, you know I mean, it's, it's, we work together, mm-hmm. but the queen has to all has to sit back and allow her king to be the king. Now, what about in a situation where a woman makes more money in a relationship? That's hard because that's when jealousy starts coming in. That's when you know what I mean. And it, that goes back to communicating in prayer. Mm-hmm. Because if a woman, you know, if you're, if you're solid, you know who you are, you know what you bring to the table, 
A lot of times money breaks up relationships. Money is the root of all evil. It is. So everybody's thinking about the wrong things. Instead of falling back and sitting and saying, let's play chess together. I got you. You got me? Let's go. All right. The other day, I was watching The Breakfast Club. And then I out. I also saw the clips. They was on the internet because, of course, everybody, not everybody, but the streets is talking. The internet streets was definitely talking about this clip. Fantasia went on the breakfast club, and at some point, they started talking about, I guess, her marriage or something. But the clip basically just talks about Fantasia explaining about women needing to submit to their husbands. And... When I tell y'all the internet went crazy, everybody was like, ooh, submit, not me, submit, uh, y'all need to submit, who's going to submit? And I was like, this is a lot going on. We got a lot going on. Then I ended up on the Red Table Talk like, um, discussion group, and there was a woman on there, uh, a young adult, who was asking how did she submit to her boyfriend? When do she know that that her boyfriend is submittable. So I was like, I need to talk about this. Then I came across another clip that was later on put out there with Fantasia and her husband. And so then her husband started giving the perspective from a male point of view of what submitting means, okay? And I think that they both said some relevant things. So this is what we got to talk about today, okay? Number one, a lot of you who are upset are getting misunderstanding what that this whole submission thing means. Number one, that is you are supposed to be submitting to your husband, not to your boyfriend or your boo or some, you know, your bae, all of those things. Like, you're supposed to be submitting to your husband. That's what submitting is about. It's about the husband. So, you know, you got to get that kind of commitment from somebody first before you, you know, before you decide that that's a person that you, that, that you will then submit to them. You have to get that kind of commitment from them. That's a big deal because a lot of y'all think y'all, we talking about, we, I ain't said it. I mean, I believe it to an extent, but y'all think the people are talking about submitting to these people that's cheating on y'all, the people that, you know, sliding through a bunch of houses on a regular, the men and or for me and how I feel, you know, men and or women, because, you know, it's all the same. <laughs> y'all submitting to the people who y'all are thinking that we're talking to submitting to people who aren't prepared to even be in relationships and that's a whole nother conversation like like we had that conversation last week where if, if you you can't of course submit to anybody who don't want to be married or committed you know long term you and, and if so if you don't even know that they want to be in that place, when you talk about that person, that's not the person we talk about that you should be submitting to. That person, you shouldn't even really be having it in your house. But you know, that's another conversation. Go back to episode last and you can, you know, hear my views on any of that. When you find somebody that you want to be with, then the, the thing that you need to know is that they need to be able to be a leader. 
for you to submit to them. And if you are with people who can't lead you, of course you can't submit to them because they don't. you don't even know where they're going. They don't even know where they're going, okay? So you need somebody to that would that would want to be in a long-term relationship with you. Now, of course, like in the Christian religion, it's somebody who would want to be married to you, but a lot of millennials and a lot of you other people will rather just be in long-term relationships, but you would need to be in, in that with somebody who you've had a conversation with who would agree that they want to be in a long-term commitment with you for, you know, life. And so if you if you're not having that conversation with them and y'all just living together and you just, you know, day by day in it, that's not the same. So you need to be able to have a conversation. You need to be able to find out if this person wants to be in a long term with anybody, because a lot of y'all are in, in it with people who don't see themselves settling down with anybody. The term settling down doesn't even sound good for them. But however the term may be for you, I'm using settling down because that's the societal norm that, you know, we all know what I mean when I say that. You need to have somebody who wants to commit their lives to you, okay? And then you need to do, you need to not want to do that with somebody who doesn't have a direction for their pet, their lives. If they just running around, you know, here, there, and everywhere, they can't lead you because you're getting dizzy following around going nowhere. You need to know they need to be able to tell you what that looks like. They need to, again, I had this conversation time and time again, but I'm going to say it again. You need to know what relationship looks like for them. And if that lines up with what the relationship looks like for you, then you can start thinking about whether or not you want to submit to a person. You need to have a person who has the, the morals that you have, that has similar goals and values as you. Like they don't have to be doing the same thing. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be that, but I need to be, I, you need to be in a place where they kind of know where they want to go and you agree to go there, you know, like you wouldn't jump in somebody's car and a lot of y'all listen, it's kind of the same as if somebody be like, um, yeah, I'm coming to get you be ready at seven. And you're like, well, what do I need to wear? Cause I don't know where I'm going. Like, I don't know what outfit to put on. How, how, how do I dress? Somebody say, uh, yeah, pack a bag. We about to go somewhere. Pack a bag with what? I do. Am I supposed to be super dressy? Am I supposed to be, you know, um, Am I supposed to be dressed down? Is this a casual thing? Do I need a bathing suit? Do I got to get braids in my hair? What do I need to do? It's the same thing in a relationship. We don't even ask so many questions in a relationship. You like chicken? Yeah, I like wings. And then y'all, people living together. Like, sometimes it's not that easy, y'all. promise y'all. But seriously, you have to know where somebody is going. So when I was listening to the clip, and I'm going to insert that here.
to it, done your due diligence so that you can give leadership. You don't lead from your genitals. You lead from a gentle place of understanding. And the more she trusts, the more she can let go of things that she don't have to deal with and focus on the things that edify her. Okay, so listening to the clip, you see Fantasia's husband explaining what he feels like, you know, submission is. And first off, he's saying, I submit to the Lord or whatever your higher power may be. Like, because let's not, that, that's how they rock. They rock in the Christian realm, but this works for many other religions, they, you know, whatever your higher power is, let's go with that. Go, go with that. Okay. They, 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 he's saying that he submits to the Lord daily. And then he does still do this. It's a dance. He said, it's a dance where he submits to his wife as well. And that, my hand is itching. Um, maybe some money coming my way. Um, so he said, that that's what he does in that, you know, he doesn't just lead. He, first of all, he was saying that this, the, the, the leadership role is a gift and that a lot of men abuse that thing. And that we men, we should have, what he's basically saying is that we should have higher expectations of what a man should know. He He's saying like, how, how, how are you a man? If you don't understand like finances, you don't understand, you know, your community, if you're not trying to be, you know, betterment of your family, how can you be a leader? How can you lead your family if you don't even know what's going on? He's saying as the leader, you need to be ahead of your family, meaning that you need to be planning before your family gets to a situation. You should already be thinking about the, the advancement of that. And so as women, a lot of times what Fantasia was saying was because women have had to, and in the black community, I'm going to lie, a lot of times women have had to take on roles that, you know, we do a lot of this mother and father type thing, which I don't think is a thing. We ain't going to get into it today, but we take on a, a leader. We have to take on a leadership role. And then a lot of times we aren't taught because we don't see healthy relationships a lot in our lifetime. We're not taught like growing up is what I mean. Like in our homes, a lot of us don't see healthy relationships that, you know, sustain the weather, the storms and all of that. It's not everybody. So no, I just said a lot of us, a lot of times because we don't have direction on what healthy relationship look like when we get into one, we don't know what it looks like. We have like thoughts in our head, but our partner don't have the same thoughts in their head because we don't have the discussion about it. And that's where I think a lot of the times we run into the problem. But he's saying that you have to know ahead of time where you're going so that you can lead somebody. You can't just be like figuring out, out along the way. Of course, you know, a lot of things you're going to figure out along the way. Parenting is like that. Like you you stumble on a, a situation and you 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 just got to do the best that you can with the knowledge that you have but a lot of times you get you you can call on a a, a older parent like you can call on your your parent you can call on your grandparent you can call on one of your girlfriends and be like child you ever had this situation like what's happening and so but we don't always have that in relationships. We don't always, like, we, we call our girlfriends, but they in the same messy situations that we in. So, like, we're just going off of trial and error. You have to be able to, you have to be able to be, not be able to, you have to be with somebody who is leading, who is capable of leading. 
Nobody is saying submit to just any person. And that's where a lot of people started getting upset. She wasn't saying that, you know, you just submit to every man that you're dating. But I think that we give a lot of our person to people that we're dating without really knowing them fully and so then we when somebody tells you that you need to submit to that person you're getting upset because you you know in your heart that you're with a person who can't lead you and instead of admitting that you're with a person who can't lead you you're getting upset with Fantasia and saying why why should I submit to him no honey the problem may be, why are you still with him? Not why should somebody submit to him because that's not the case. Now, listen, nobody got all upset when Sierra was talking about how she had to pray to get her man. And because and, and, I see a lot of time people ask, what was the prayer that you said? You know, Fantasia, they all say the same thing about Megan Good. Oh, Lord, what was the prayer that you said? And, and I think that it's just because y'all feel like, We don't know who Fantasia's husband is. Like we know Sierra's husband and we know Megan Good's husband. Now we know Megan Good's husband is a minister. So when people hear her saying, you know, the celibacy and those type of things, everybody's like, well, okay, yeah, he's a, he's a minister. Of course did she need to be celibate. We understand. And when you hear Sierra talking about her husband, you're like, oh, well, you know, he rich. So, you know, of course I would do what my rich husband do. But what y'all really are saying is, these look like men who can lead me. I don't know Fantasia's husband. I don't know if that man can lead nobody. So I don't know if she got the right to say that somebody needs to lead lead me. That's what y'all saying. Y'all know her husband. So y'all know if he can lead, if he look like a man that can lead. But the, the truth is, if she feel like her man can lead her, until she find out that he can't, then why is she wrong? If we haven't seen her husband not leading her correctly until that happens, why are we saying that she's wrong in her belief? Whereas, you know, no, you people are take just taking it so personally that she's speaking about you and your right now relationship. If your right now relationship is not with the person that that is submittable. I don't even know if that's word, but that's what I'm using. If you're with, not with a person who's submittable, that ain't nobody's fault but theirs. And now it is your fault if you feel like you want to continue with a person who can't lead you anywhere. You, you dizzy. Like, <laughs> I can't, like, we, we walking around here dizzy and getting upset because somebody's saying to give in to a person that keep leading us in circles and we're not mad at the person. We're not so mad at the person leading us in the circles. We're more upset with the with the person who's telling us that we should be submitting because we think that that person is saying that we have to be right there with this person who ain't treating us well. And a lot of a lot of us haven't seen our fathers be leaders. We haven't seen our brothers be leaders we haven't seen our cousins be leaders it's unfortunate but me like doing this and talking to people a lot I have been learning that there are so many people who don't know what the healthy relationship looks like then that's why they can attack these relationships because they don't feel like what the person is saying is realistic in life which is still confusing to me because I'm always feeling like if you believe that people are cheaters, like especially if you feel like men are just naturally going to cheat, why do you get upset when they cheat? 
that's another conversation we can have that one next week, I guess. But today, I'm still talking about we don't need to be so upset with Fantasia because she said she spoke about submitting. She was speaking about it in a term for, you know, people who just are with those people, men or women, who are capable of taking you somewhere. And that's a possibility. Like, it's really possible that you can meet somebody who has those goals, but you have to be willing to, one, ask the questions, and two, be a person who can be led. And that doesn't mean that you are weak and that you don't have any power or strength in a relationship. Because if you're thinking about, if you think about, you know, anywhere else, you have a job, right? Let's say you have a job and you have a supervisor or a manager or something like that at your job. They are the leader over you. But that doesn't mean that they don't have somebody else over them. So they have to be able to lead and they have to be able to follow. And so in any roles, you have to be able to do both. And so, and, and that's what Fantasia's husband was saying. Like there's a, song, a, a, a pretty song and dance that they have to do that, you know, sometimes he's in control. And she was saying that, she was saying that like her husband is the head, but she's the neck, which means she always know what the head doing is, and the head need the neck. Like you can't do it without me. And so, because we understand that, we understand that, you you have to speak to me like there's decisions don't get made without me it's not a blind follow it's just i'm following you which means that there's going to be points where he needs to follow you as well but you don't want to be with somebody who don't know how to lead and follow you know first you have to follow to understand what it is to lead because and that's why you need a man who has had who has some purpose to himself. A lot of us are dating people who don't have purpose. A lot of us don't have no purpose ourselves. And we don't we don't even like we're not even looking for purpose. We're drowning out past hurts, but we're not looking for healing for that and then the push through and a purpose. And so when we're there, it's hard to be, you know, get that song and dance right. Because there's a lot of confusion going on in our hearts, minds, and spirits anyway. You have to be able to, you want to be with somebody who can also follow. And you need to be strong enough to be a lead when they need to follow you. And you, there, of course, and all of that has to get worked out. It don't look exactly the same for every relationship. Because there are relationships where a woman may be, um, you know, better at finances, but a man may be better at, you know, planning things. He may be better at even like some relationships. I know like when I was growing up, my dad cooked and my mom, she couldn't, but my mom was better at shopping because she was better at budgeting money than my father was. But that doesn't mean that so that meant that my dad needed my mom because my dad needed my mom to know like the sales and what stores to go to to get things. But it also meant that my mom needed my dad because my mom needed to know what should she buy when she go because what can he cook? And and so they had the song and dance that thing. And I'm sure but when I was little and before I was born, they didn't know what the heck they was doing. And my mom probably was buying stuff. And my dad was like, what the heck am I supposed to do with this? How am I supposed to make a meal out of this? Or, you know... My mom, my dad was just like, my mom was, was just like, I don't even know. My dad was sitting around like, we ain't got no groceries. 
my mom was probably like, you ain't giving no money for nothing. Like, it could have been a thing because there's a song and dance to it. And I I want to believe that at, at some point my parents may have had a relationship where they had a song and dance and they had to, like, work out the rhythm of that dance. They they came, they, they got out of sync. But there was a point where some things, you know, some decisions were being made where, you know, somebody has to understand that, you know, utilities have to be paid and, um, you know, if if people like sometimes we're people in relationships where like relocation has to happen and what does that look like and how do we plan and how do we you know how do we pack up and where where will we go and you know what kind of neighborhoods and that kind of thing like you need to know those kind of that there's just a, a way to submit without being Weak. I think that that's what the biggest thing is. And I think that they said that on the clip. It's just like people believe that submitting means that you just completely put your hands up and give in. And that's not what they are. That's not what people mean when they talk about submitting those. The, it's he, I think I, and I don't know what his name is. I'm sorry. Um, Fantasia husband. I don't know what your name is, but that that's another thing that he mentioned in the clip was that. It's not about dominance. And that's the thing, like, you know, a lot of women today, the the idea of being dominated is just like, what in the hell? No, nah, I'm not giving into that. And I think, but, but, and, and, and this is another, like, this is, this is where it gets tricky because women will be like, I don't, like, I'm not trying to give in and I'm not trying to submit and I don't want to be dominant, but you want to be with the man who has those qualities because if you're if you're with a man who doesn't have those qualities uh then you start to not respect him because y'all like your idea of what a man and that's it like our ideas in our heads sometimes are old school expectations but we want to have we want to be able ourselves to uh, behave in the new school realm and so I think that's a lot of times too where we get it complicated. Like a woman want a man to like call her, court her, date her, then get in a relationship, um, propose to her, then marry her. That's that is the typical old school thought process. But they also want to be able to be like, nah, dog, I'm on my own thing. I live alone. I don't want to live with anybody. I, I'll tell you when I'm available and I don't want you to, you know do these things and men are the same way like men feel like a woman's supposed to be like chilling catering to them destiny's child catering to them and like you know just bringing them meals and and you know being cute and looking for they chilling and and you know um serving them and all of those type of things where they also want to be able to do them and hang out with their bros whenever they feel like it and like not have to answer the phone every time you call so so like you you have to think about that we like what which which realm do you live in because if your expectation is that you get to do these new school things then you should be expecting that your partners should be able to do these new school things or you should be able to do all the old schools because they want the old schools or y'all need to have a conversation I don't know why that's such a hard thing 
But y'all need to have a conversation about what your expectation is. And then that's how you start working out your song and dance. So that you can figure out if this is the person worth spending a lot of your time with. So then you can decide whether or not this is the person that you might want to be submitting to. Not the person that you meet up at the local club or the bar or whatever. And y'all kicking it every now and then. And I don't know. He got some alcohol or whatever thing you're into and y'all connect on that thing or y'all meet up after work or whatever. Nobody's telling you to submit to him. Nobody's telling you to submit to the person who, you know, fly through on late night, you know, on an old school um, Bill Bellamy booty call. Nobody's telling you to submit to him. Nobody's telling you to submit to the person who call you every time they wake, they break up with their baby mama and <laughs> they decide they're going to pop up at your house and say they can get some good chicken and, you know, some right quick. Nobody's telling you to submit to him. That's not what she was talking about. That's not what her husband was talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. And I'm feeling like that's not what most people are talking about. Now, there's some radical people out there, and they saying some really radical things. But that's not what everybody is talking about. So, you know, I think that we just don't need to be so upset with Fantasia and or her husband about the thought process that she was given because I think we didn't under I just don't feel like we under as a whole people were understanding her point of view and why she was saying what she was saying now I ain't got no husband I ain't got no wife I ain't got no date (laughs) so you know what I'm about to tell you I'm just saying this is just my opinion. I, I know, and and I will, I will, I look forward to, and I welcome your comments on this because I'd like to know how y'all feel about this whole submission thing. I, maybe I can listen to. I, I I would like to hear from a married woman. I would like to hear from a single woman about how they feel about this because. This is my opinion about how I saw it. And let me, you know, let me see your things. I ain't here to argue with nobody because I already gave you my opinion and you're not going to change my mind nine times out of 10. So I'm not here to argue with anybody. And if I haven't changed yours, that's fine. I'm always just here to offer another way of thinking about things. Um, And so this doesn't mean that everybody got to think like me. What it does mean is that this is a possible way of looking at things. Okay. Ooh, child, because sometimes people like to get to arguing. I don't, I don't got, I don't got that to do. I don't take one of anybody's mess that don't belong to me. And so, like, <laughs> shame, shame about to do it. But I do want to just say, again, thank you guys for coming. Shout out to all of my um, first, my day ones. Shout out to first timers who's listening on the podcast. Shout out to you people who are watching on Facebook. All my podcast people who are listening understand that I also do put this up on Facebook every week. So if you want to see me, I ain't looking like nothing, but if you want to see me, I'm here. Um, You know, I get excited every time I talk to you guys. Y'all know that, but I also get sad. Every time we got to go, because it means it's another week that I have to wait to have a conversation with you again. 
Don't forget, guys, that I'm out there on them internet streets all the time. I'm on Instagram heavy. I'm just trying to give you some encouragement every day and something to think about. Sometimes I'm an encouragement, but something to think about. I'm also on Twitter. I get on there and say a couple little things real quick to see how y'all feel. And then, you know, some things trickle, trickle over to Facebook. If you can find me over there, go ahead. I'm there, too. You can um, also watch me, like I said before, on YouTube. I have the YouTube page linked down below for all of you guys who are listening on the podcast. And it's my birthday coming up on Sunday. So shout out to me. I'm about to be older now. As some of y'all may know, I've been doing this video chronicling of my 29 days to 42. My birthday's on the 29th. And so shout me out. Say happy birthday um, on, on Twitter or um on under any of my posts on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Just Saying Podcast. I'm on Twitter at IJS Podcast. You can find me on there. And um, I'll be back next week talking about what I heard in the streets. Bye, guys.